Uh, so I'm really seeing, really feeling this. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. I read it the other day and it stuck out. <clears throat> to, you know, Christ led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. But then it also said he descended into the deep. This is what it says. When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly region, regions? <clears throat> he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Or he who had descended into the same is the same also that ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Okay, so Christ is heaven and earth. You know, you can't see you can't see Christ as just just a man. Heaven became earth. The word became flesh. And Christ had authority to recover all things in his nature. Um, and it was through his death he broke the bondage of sin over earth. And the distance of heaven to earth. He united it and he unveiled it in his being. As a temple, the heavenly tabernacle, he unveiled it. The heavenly tabernacle came down and unveiled the most holy place. Um, and the light of the most holy place illuminated all darkness in the outer inner. You know? So that's the truth of the of the identity of our spirit, of our soul, of our consciousness. And he, as he ascended, he gave gifts to because he it says he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things so we know that Christ his resurrection was to restore all things it wasn't just you know it was to restore let me go to Colossians. Colossians. Find it. Christ. And I love it. Redemption in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Mm. The redemption is the enablement to see Him, to live in Him, the life of the redeemed. You know, 
Redeeming is what he did. Redeemed is what we are. Redemption is is the knowledge of that redeeming. You know, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You know, the forgiveness is the quickening the conscience. The sins is the false identification. <clears throat> it wasn't forgiven our works, but our identification. Then it says, who is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every create creature. So he's the image of God and the image of man. Firstborn of every creature. Just like a tree is the firstborn of all seed that that comes from that tree. <clears throat> For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and, vi and invisible. Like we're seeing. It's another instance that says in him all things were created. Um, so Christ... Looking at who Jesus is, Yeshua, I see that by him all things were created and in him all things created. So he is bigger than what we can imagine, you know. He's bigger than Adam. <clears throat> all things weren't created by Adam. So Adam's fall was still in the one who created him. So we fell in Christ and we were blinded to the reality that we were in Christ. So when Christ came, he redeemed all. You know? So for by him all things were created, things are in heaven, things are on earth, <clears throat> visible and invisible, whether they're thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers, all things were created by him and for him. So the principalities and powers work the earth, I believe. These things work the earthly realm. They communicate to the earth realm. That's why it says the God of this world blinds the minds of them that don't believe. So, you know, um, <clears throat> they work to, they work as lights to the earth. Communicative, invisible communicative organs and, and realities that governs the earthly realm. The church was meant to reconstruct the principalities and powers to be godly. So I says in Ephesians that um, the church preaches the manifold wisdom of God to the principalities and powers. So we preach the gospel to the universe which orchestrates and formulates truth to be known in every dimension of life, you know, and it's just a communicative light. The reality is present, but darkness has reigned in the earth and has eliminated the illumination or the reality of what is in the light, which is Christ. You know, he's all in all. He created all things, you know. He is before all things and in, by him all things consist. He is before all things. He is what all things is before is. Like, not before, not just before in time, but before in the present. 
He is standing before all things. And, and by him or in him all things consist. <clears throat> and he is the head of the body, the church. The body is the activated ones. Those who have awakened, the believing ones who have awakened <laughs> to the truth. He is the mind of the illuminated ones. Of the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. So he's the firstborn. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things on earth, things in heaven. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. So, redemption. By him, which this is the redemption. To reconcile all things unto himself. Okay, go, go even depth, in depth of what that means. By him I say whether they be things in earth. Or things in heaven. So, he descended into the deep. Going back to Ephesians. It's the very one who was sent into heaven in order to fill all things. So this uh, Colossians say that that he reconciled all things, <clears throat> but Ephesians said that he filled that that he might fill all things. So his desire was to fill all things. He reconciled all things in his body in order to fill all things. So he gave the delegated authority to the church, to his body. Because um, I believe the authority to the earth was given to the flesh, to the body. That's why you know he delegated the authority to the church, the early church, to you know preach the good news, the kingdom, to administer the kingdom on earth. As it is in heaven, you know, to illuminate the kingdom, to illuminate. They were insiders to the kingdom, you know, um, and it's multifacetedness, you know, the body is very multifaceted. So the purpose was to illuminate and illustrate his very mind. That we are in his mind. That we are of his mind. Um, we come alive in his mind. Breaking all amnesia. Everything. In the, and I think one of the scriptures says the last enemy. The last consciousness. The last power. To be defeated. Is death. Because for Adam's sin all these powers were set up. These governments were set up. To bind man to darkness. And Christ descended into the depth. Restored. Reconciled all things. Destroyed the work of the enemy. The. The. Um, complete binding of the enemy. And. Gave gifts to men. In order to fill all things. In order to. Fill all things with the knowledge of what he's done. <clears throat> so when 
I see the church, I see those who are enlightened to the truth of the mystery of Christ and those who are given the administration to unlock the truth, unfold it. You know, um, it's, it's like this picture that I, that this coloring thing that, that it's a black sheet over this paper and you scratch off the sheet or you scratch with it like a pencil or something and it scratches off the darkness, which shows what is on the picture. And it uncovers the sheet to reveal the essence of that picture. That picture is Christ. And the tools, the gifts that he's given to men are the tools to unfold the mystery of Christ to all principalities and powers so that the government is set up on earth. You know, your kingdom come. It's not just an experience. It's a governing setup. It's a, it's a like, like how you said, like he's given the church to preach to the principalities and powers in the heavens because the heavens govern the earth are the influences the invisible influences pattern mankind so as they are being communicated to they're being reorchestrated to align mankind to the truth to align the earth to the truth and therefore to restore Eden that there be no more death that there be no more decay And this is a beautiful thing because this very delegation has been given to the church. I am the church. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. So I want to go in depth in that. Um, Mirror Bible that I got says... um, what God has in us is gift wrapped to the world. So he said he gave gifts to man. He, he, let's go back because we want to understand what he means he gave. Um, he ascended on high. I'm saying when he ascended on high, he took many captives. He, took captives to, he he enveloped captives in the truth of his being, you know? And then he, those very captives he gave gifts to. I was one of those captives. Like, what in the world? (laughs) I'm not a captive, I'm not just, you know, born 1988, you know? And then I'm captivated. This is what God did in Christ. This is a one-time act. One-time reality. Wow. And I love how the King James says, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So the very captivity he led captive. Like, 
I believe God sees man as one, you know. That's why it says in Christ, Jew and Gentile is one. It's one body, one one new man. He he the flesh was one man, was Adam. Paul even goes in, you know saying, what what Adam did, what what happened in Adam that destroyed mankind, even greater what happened in Christ restored mankind. So Adam gave many um, curses to men by his one act. By his act, humanity after him was cursed. They didn't have to be present. It was in Adam that, that all of that took place. <laughs> so in Christ, how much greater in Christ, captivity has been led captive. This is in um, Romans Five, I believe. You know, how much greater is the blessing, is the gift? King James says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. So as he's ascending, he's taking the captive Adam, you know, the general of humanity. What happened to Adam happened to humanity. But what happened to Christ, who's an even greater general than Adam, happened to Adam, which happened to humanity. So he led captivity captive unto himself and gave gifts to man. Let's go. Now he that ascended, what is it? But that he de also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So it's like, it's acknowledging, okay. His ascending is showing that he descended from heaven into the depths of the earth, that, he, that the word became flesh. And it says, he that descended is the same also that ascended far above heaven. So he, the word that became flesh is the same word that became flesh that ascended. He's showing that Christ didn't put off the flesh because he, he can't restore the flesh that way. He restores the flesh by ascending with that very same flesh. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. He ascended with the body so that he might fill the body. The 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 flesh was given delegated authority over all creation. So what happens to the flesh happens to creation. So his very desire was to fill all things. So he gave gifts to men. So he started off saying he gave gifts to men. He ascended on high and gave the captivity captive and gave gifts to that very captive. It's like going going into prisoners of war and redeeming your prisoners and bringing them back to their home and then giving them gifts. You know, he gave us gifts to communicate the victory of his descent and ascension. He's becoming flesh and ascending with the flesh and filling the flesh and just and just like 
glorifying, being glorified in the flesh. Whoever believes and turns towards him, they it's a mirror. Their very being awakens with the same faithfulness of his very being, you know. Hallelujah. So it says he gave the apostles. The gifts are the essences. He didn't give gifts of apostleship. He gave apostles. He didn't give gifts of, of you know, prophetic. You know, it wasn't just a, a gift. It was an essence of himself. The knowledge of himself to men. His body part. You know, he was broken. The body was broken and spread it amongst us. That's why we take communion. We're acknowledging we are parts of the body. We're acknowledging his body was broken and spread about throughout the world. So the gifts he gave to men is the very essence of himself. Um, so I'm going to read Ephesians 4.11. What God has in us is gift wrapped to the world. So he was a gift to the believer who's a gift to the unbeliever, you know? Like just like how Christ is the hus is the wife, the bride of the husband, who's a bride of the wife. I mean the husband of the wife. Like and I'm not in no way saying the bride is not the woman is not a bride of Christ. But there's an earthly relationship that enables the unlearned to receive from the learned, you know, that doesn't take away from the value. And when the learned learns, they're part of the learned, you know, but he's filling all things. So he's using a vessel of substance to engage the vessel of absence, you know, desires to fill all things. He's restored all things. And he's, he say gives gifts to man, to the church, to restore all things, to bring the knowledge of that restoration. So what God did in Christ was complete, as we read, read in, in, the, in the Colossians. Um, it says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, he goes back, by him I say, whether they be things in, in the earth or things in heaven. So that's everything. Uh, we believe what he's done. He doesn't do when we believe. <laughs> we get it backwards. We make our faith the means in which we, in, we enter into truth. No, truth is Christ. We believe the truth. And when we believe, we participate with the truth. When we deny, we suppress the truth. We blind ourselves to the truth. Just like closing your eyes when the sun is shining. The sun doesn't stop shining. And you're not, and you are not absent of the presence of the sun. You're just avoiding the truth of the sun. You know? But how, how much can you avoid? An eternal love. <laughs> Something that's, that's eternally, you know, something that's eternally rescued you. 
I see him ascending. I see an eternal act. He made peace through his blood with man. Eternal peace. It's not just, you know, it's peace to all. That's why the preachers of the good news, the evangelists, are the bringers of peace. That's why I said how good are, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news, who bring good news. But the, the, the shoes that we've been given is the shoes of peace. So we are declaring the news of peace. News is the knowledge of what is done, which brings forth the awareness of that very reality. Heaven and earth was reconciled in Christ. And because of that, the church is now unfolding that very mystery. So, man, this is a lot. What God has in us is gift wrapped to the world. Some are commissioned to pioneer. Others are gifted prophetically. Some are announcers of good news. Some are shepherds with the real gift to care and nurture. And others have a gift to ignite instruction through revelation knowledge. Jesus. And I love it because I can taste this from my brothers and sisters, man. I have, like, some are given a pioneer. Like, they are setting up government, you know. They're demonstrating the government of heaven on earth. You know, they are, they are living in the age to come in demonstration. And in, they are delegated the grace to unfold that, to bring forth that mystery in your heart, to ignite that mystery, the truth of that mystery in the hearts of men. You know, um, the bringers of good news come with the goodness of God. They communicate the goodness of God that surrounds. And they demonstrate it, you know, with miracles, signs, and wonders. Um, and that, in that, they are bringers of good news, bringers of the goodness of God. Jesus said, go, preach the good news of the kingdom. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, you know. When you look at Philip, he went and demonstrated miracles in, in the city. Then he went to the the apostles and had them ignite the hearts that people awaken to the consciousness of this in Christ life <clears throat> that they are the body that they were awakened they were sent to wake people up with all demonstration within the heart um, and prophets are meant to illuminate the unseen reality of heaven you know which is the heart of God they're communicating the heart of God to man the surround worldview of the love of God to man so that people are comforted to know that they're surround but it's not just to men but it says you know Ephesians chapter 3 <clears throat> That, um, it 
It says, Every invisible authority and government in the he in the arena of the heavenlies are now witnesses of the display of the wisdom of God. The church acts as a prism that disperses the very the very magnitude of God in human form. So we illuminate the reality of God. God is the I am, the consciousness. This very consciousness identifies in a worldview and in a personality. God is all in all. He is that very worldview. That's why it says we're in Christ. Christ is in us. So, and, and Christ is in God and God is in him. It's the deeper you know, the deeper you see that it's just God. The pure heart sees God, you know. <clears throat> and the church is the, the help to nurture all things into the knowledge of God. You know, God, the father of all. The essence, the beginning, the source of all. The, just like the ocean is the water of all rivers. That's the water of all lakes, of all streams. You know, the deeper you well up in the knowledge of the water, the more you see that it's a greater water, a greater body. Man, this is beautiful, man. Um, so, the very body, the very ecclesia is is meant to um, illuminate the truth, the knowledge of the truth. <clears throat> and therefore, re recovering all things, bringing recovery to all things. And the last enemy to be recovered or defeated the last, the last element to be recovered is life and life eternal. You know, the last enemy to be defeated, the last darkness to be shut, the power of darkness to be shut is death. But this is given to the church. He led captivity captive, the head, the mind, to the church, he gave many gifts to men. He gave apostles, prophets, you know, evangelists, preachers, teachers, you know. Apostles set up government. They, you know, they set up the kingdom infrastructure on earth. Um, in a people. Not just in a building, but in a people. They set up the community of God. Um, they bring forth the understanding of that very government. Bringers of good news declares it to a city. This is a kingdom coming. This is a coming kingdom. So they declare the good news to a king, to a city. And in that declaration. Because they're one body, they declare the good news, and the apostles set up the government on earth in heart in hearts as it is in Christ. You know, plumb lines. 
and the prophets illuminate the union, the unity of heaven and earth, the unseen, the unseen dimensions of God's very being, his very love. And the teachers help illuminate the the reality of the of the spirit through revelation. You know, the teachers help and help the mind to discern the movements of the spirit. Um, the pastors nurtures the hearts, nurtures the people unto. They walk with the people. They shepherd them. They, they stay with them. You know. But this is all in all working. But the people who are receiving this are being built up to be something as well. You know. It's a community. Yes, you may have a government. You know that a government you know, the judicial system, the education system, you know, you got all these systems, the president, executives, the vice president, the board, the council, you got all these different aspects, but out of that comes families, comes recreation centers, comes businesses. Like, there are many things that it orchestrates that very government, but um, under Christ, under his lordship, under his finished work, his finished being, is these very elements coming into alignment. The church can't be the church without the knowledge of the head. And the knowledge of the head is the knowledge of the word becoming flesh, descending into the deep. Restoring all things in his death, burial, resurrection. Recovering all things in his very being. All things were created by him, in him, for him. So, his descent was to... Was to present himself to all things. To fill all things. You know, with himself. To restore and as he reconciled all things, he led captivity captive. He descended, or I'm sorry, he gave gifts to men. Like, yes, we're receiving gifts on quote unquote earth, but we're in him. You know, it's something bigger than than us, bigger than our consciousness of of what we think we are. The more we fellowship with him, the more we live outside of ourselves, outside of our consciousness, to see the bigger picture of the mind of Christ, which is a kingdom that can't be shaken, a kingdom that is ever-increasing, a kingdom that, a mountain, a rock, that all are falling on, or that is falling on all. You choose to fall on him, or he's going to fall on you, but all are being consumed by this very kingdom. And absorbed into this very king. And. This is the context of life itself. This is the this is the reason why we live. This is the context of our businesses. The context of our churches. The context of our governmental officiation. A 
conscience, context of our desire for justice in the judicial system, in the government, every aspect, this is our the context. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom be made known. But from your name that was established in heaven, you know, God's name was, was seated in heaven. And as we repent to his name, turn to his name, we see victory and we are delegated the grace to serve victory. You know, I think this is, um, this is necessary to our faith walk so we can understand the hope, the present hope. Hope is the bigger picture, the eternal picture of a thing that we are living in. You know, the hope of the seed is a is a forest full of trees, you know. But that very hope is engaging the seed and unfolding the seed to bring forth the end, which is the forest full of trees. That seed becomes a tree, tree drops fruit, those fruit go in the ground into a tree, those tree grows up, fruit drop, it and it's just ever increasing in the knowledge of that very seed. Um, from God's view, he doesn't see the seed. He sees the end from the beginning. He's at the end working the beginning. He's the hope. He's the living hope. And we have access to this hope. That's why he says, um, pray that your heart, eyes of your heart be enlightened that you may know the hope in which you are called. This is by the Spirit. By the spirit of wisdom and revelation, we know the hope of our calling, that we may see salvation and work out salvation. You know, so I thought this was really interesting. Seeing the how the body comes together in under the light of of the head, you know, of Christ, and. Seeing how everything comes together, the unity of all things, the hope. And seeing how God gives gifts to man to bring forth that hope, you know, to unfold that hope. That we all live in the hope, that the hope and the faith is not distant, that love is all in all, that we all may comprehend with the saints, the height, depth, width of the love of Christ. You know, Christ is the faith and the hope in one. He is love. We don't want to be using a gift absent of the knowledge of the full picture of truth, knowledge of Christ. His love. His love isn't just a feeling of goodness towards us. It's the very goodness itself, you know. And um, I think this is our desire, man, to to unfold this as the church. But we can't do it alone. We can't do it like if I have just a gift to ignite instruction, the spirit of instruction through revelation knowledge, <laughs> um, like my father-in-law. Tony Bascom has that gift to ignite instruction 
through revelation knowledge. When I fellowship with him, um, I feel equipped with the instruction of the Spirit. Not just the instructions he's communicated, but the being called instruction. You know? The teacher leads us to the teacher. Like when I have fellowship with him, I'm, I am now enabled to discern the spirit of instruction. You know? I'm another gift to some shepherds with their real gift to care and nurture, with a real heart to love and nurture at the lowest aspects of understanding. Pastor Gail has that gift to nurture. Um, he has the gift to become the lowest, to know the lowest, to communicate to the lowest parts and, and relate to the lowest and build them up from where they are, walk with them. He has that nurturing gift. This doesn't mean that these gifts aren't accessible as a like you know a virus. Somebody has a virus, they spread it to another person. That person becomes a a a vessel, a carrier of that very same virus. I believe as sons of God, we carry all the the essence and elements of what these gifts bring. A gift is not just meant to be only received by that person. That person ignites that very same gift in another, in another, you know, till we all reach the unity of the faith, you know, and the knowledge of the Son, till we all are sons. Jesus had, Jesus was the first son, and he um, displayed sonship as all, every gift. He had the gift to nurture. He, he could nurture people. He nurtured the disciples. He pastored, shepherded them. He taught them. He trained them within. You know, washed them with the water. He was a kingdom ambassador. You know, um, demonstrating the government, setting up government in different cities, in different towns. He's a bringer of good news. He preached the kingdom of God is at hand. He preached the good news, demonstrated the power of God and the goodness of God. Showing people that God is with us, Emmanuel, you know. Um, and he prophesied. He showed people the Father. He exposed people to the unseen worldview, heavenly worldview of the unseen engagement of the love of God engaging us, the kingdom of heaven. He taught that. He, 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 he gave essence to what the kingdom of heaven was like. You know? So, he demonstrated every aspect of the fivefold, which is sonship. So when you look at these gifts, don't look at them as one-sided rather than you know, we edify each other. A prophet edifies an evangelist. Evangelist edifies a prophet. He edifies the instruct, instructor, you know, the one who has a gift, the teacher. They all edify each other so they can all see the bigger picture of the hope. That's sons. 
though they may serve in office in one aspect, that doesn't mean that they're subject just to that aspect, you know. They're just submitted to the partnership of the fellowship. You know, um, just like me driving a car, my wife's next to me. She's, she is, um, you know, looking at the instructions or the, where we're going. Um, she is not a person who can't drive, but we're submitted to each other, you know, and we acknowledge the grace. She acknowledges the grace of the driver. I acknowledge the grace of her direction, her sense of direction. Just because she has a strong sense of direction doesn't mean she can't drive, you know. So the body edifies each other unto sonship. It's, it's, we are greater than the gifts. Our sonship is, is greater than the gifts. The gifts edify the sonship. And it talks about that. Each expression of his, of his gift is to fully equip and enable you for the working of ministry that you may mutually contribute to the specific function to I'm sorry in your in your specific function to give definition to the visible body of Christ the purpose of these ministry gifts is to present everyone on par and in the oneness of faith believing exactly what the son of god believes and knowing accurately what the what he knows concerning us standing face to face in equal stature to the measure of the completeness of Christ so sons of God with, you know, the earth is groaning for the manifestation of sons of God and our sonship should never just separate us from the body it should actually put us in position to serve the body, you know, um, should give us a bigger scope of the body. And it, it reminds me of at GM, everybody's doing a different part to the car, to build the car. And it's the one called the ARO, which they learn every job, or the team leaders learn every job. But that doesn't mean that that they have to do everything. That just means they understand the full scope of the thing. Once you understand the full hope, the full reality, then you can serve your part with a greater confidence because you see the bigger picture. You know, so body of Christ. Here we come, man. Here we come. We are the body. We are Christ in the earth. We are one. We are many. We're one spirit. One under one lordship, under one hope, one baptism, one faith, one faithfulness working in us, his faith working in us, and we were baptized into that faith <laughs> by one spirit, um, one God, one essence, one being that we are of, one bigger picture. That is of us all, that is in us all, that is through us all. Hallelujah.